This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Am I throwing up the West Coast or is that no, terrible? No, 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 you're not doing that. Just want to just throw that out there. Just throw that out there. Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. No. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Of course, you can listen to a SiriusXM channel 80. Watch us on ESPNU and all of the great ESPN stations all across the country. And shout out to Kimberly A. Martin, who joined us earlier from the Seaport, brought to us by a Grey Goose. Chris Carlin is here. Carlin the versus Joe. Yeah. The big fella. Uh, noon until 3 Eastern time here on ESPN Radio. And I, I had something for Carlin because we're going to get into the Travis Kelsey stuff in just a little bit. Roman Harper is going to join us, talk a little college football. But so we had this big ESPN dinner last night and um, ESPN radio dinner, excuse me, Javante, who's wonderful. One of our producers took home a second meal for his significant other, which was an interesting one. Bold. (laughs) Bold strategy, Javante. How'd that work out for you? I mean, professionally, not at home. Uh, you have to be determined. I guess yeah. you'll see at the <laughs> Now answer the other part. No. Yeah. Um, so Chris and I were at the same table, and our table had a weird thing in the beginning. So there was like these – like at, like it was an all-inclusive kind of thing. It wasn't necessarily a buffet. Everybody ordered, but they had um, appetizers for us. And everyone, including me, was nervous to be the first one to get up there and get the flatbreads and the salad. Yeah. And Carlin, I think rightfully so, was disgusted with our table. Yeah. Like, what's the big deal? Just get up. Do you think that somehow by getting up, you're showing weakness? That you're somehow, everybody else is better than you? If you are going to look down at me for getting up first and leading, you I'm lead. sorry, that's your problem. I lead. Some people lead. Some people sit in the back and just want to go along to get along. Oh, okay, I'll go up and get my slider now. <laughs> Ten other people have done it. No, no, be at the front of the line. Come on. And then we had another situation. Now, you were, uh, you, I don't like what you did here. And I love Carlin, okay? Okay. (laughs) What are you supposed to do when you're in a group? Leaders get criticized all the time. Always, Always. Mahomes. Yeah. Belichick. Rogers. Carlin. (laughs) Carlin. So what are you supposed to do when you're in a group about when you're supposed to eat relative to when everybody else gets served? Mm. Yeah. Because I got served first. I just got a salad. I started eating and... Keith Williams, who is our market manager for ESPN 1000, our great station there in Chicago, is looking at me like, yo, can you wait? I was like, why do I have to wait exactly? Oh. Because it's called class, if you want to look into it. Like, now, here's the thing. It was, it was an odd situation in the serving because we are sitting there, and I noticed you got yours first, and it was purely by accident, just whatever came out first. But it wasn't like they were all coming out in waves they were coming out like one plate at a time. Yeah. Like every five minutes. So am I overstating it to say that your plate was sitting in front of you for a good five, six minutes before the rest of the table was served? Accurate. Yes. And even I was sitting and waiting. Okay. And I'm just trying to be as polite to everybody else as I can. Justin Craig is to my right. He has not gotten his yet. I am not going to dive into mine because it is courtesy. The one thing I would I would push back against that I would allow you to have eaten in that situation is that you have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And you could eat, mm. get out of there, go back, unique circumstance, mm. 
off the board, that's where I would give you a break on that. Okay. Now, what about you guys? Did you guys eat as soon as it got to Yeah, as soon as it got to me. I'm not going to let my steak get cold. Well, you're a full so the, fact, the fact that your food is not there is a you problem. Yeah. I'm not going to get caught up in all of that. I'm not going to let my steak get cold just to make sure that I'm showing you all of the courtesies or the pleasantries that make you not feel left out. Hang I'm not doing that. No, 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 no. I'm not doing here's, that. Here's where Canty is all talk. <laughs> what would happen... If your steak showed up and Mel, your wife, is sitting there and they said, ma'am, it's just going to be another couple minutes. Are you taking a bite of that steak? Was my wife sitting at the table with us last she night? Was, she was not. Oh, okay. but you see, but all you, right. You're all okay. chatter so until it involves what your personal life is going to turn into because you know that if, if I did that, that's a problem. Yeah, that's different. That's the woman I sleep next to every single night. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to treat y'all the same way I treat my wife. I, listen, all I can say is just don't go chatter about it. Don't go what do you mean don't talk, go chatter? I don't then, want my steak to get cold. Yeah, but you'll eat it ice cold if it means it's not going to be ice cold at home. Yeah. That's fair. Look at how afraid he is of his wife. Oh, my God. Listen, and it's fair because he's only married a little over a year. Yeah. And so he's still learning. But yeah. that one he's got down. He's, he's learning just to phone. eat upon arrival. By that, the way, that's just it. can we just talk about the ridiculousness of the heat right now? And I figured something out this morning. Yeah, Dame's got to go there already. Uh, <laughs> by the way, get used to this. You're going to get a full-on, I mean, it's going to be ins- insufferable on him. And as uh, I will want to be here, though, for the Belichick crumbling in front oh, of, of him. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. But uh, the, the heat outside here in Connecticut, it's 90 degrees. It's ridiculously humid, and as Canty knows, for me, that is not a good combination, and it's picture day. It's picture day for me, so I have to wear reasonably nice clothes. I am gonna. I have to wear darker clothes, solid colors, because we have to work with what we got, and we, you know, we have to slim this down as much as we can in front of the camera, and I am walking in here, and all I can think of is, you know what? If I win the lottery ever, which I kind of did in life already, but if I ever actually won you know, canty money. Let's just put it at that. Not to get in your pocket. The only thing I would ever want of luxury is somebody carrying an air conditioner around in front of my face. I want to look like Beyonce's hair blowing into the wind in heat So like Carla this. would be like the modern day version of Caesar with people with palm leaves Ex- just fanning him as he's walking everywhere. Yeah, we should do that. A as fan a guy. We should just walk around ESPN one day just fanning Carla all day long. By the way, I don't see your suitcase. Because I brought a suitcase to our photo shoot on 20 Friday. shirts for picture 20 day. shirts for picture day? I don't know day? if I got 20, but I brought a full. So we had picture day on Friday for our show. Michelle comes in with a bag and two outfits. Two okay. Outfits. Candy comes in. With, w- with what I'm wearing <laughs> as what I'm putting on for the photo shoot. Yeah. And, and the yeah. photographer, who was wonderful, the photographer says to him, um, do you have any other outfits? He goes, nah, I'm good. This is it. And he's told us beforehand, I'm going all black everything. I had a rollaway suitcase. Opened it up, had to lay everything out. I was a mess, an absolute mess with this suitcase. Well, here's the thing. You go to the big and tall store, sometimes things are a little bit limited in terms of the selection of what you have to work with, and we are at a crossover season right now. From summer (laughs) to the fall, and the selection, I I don't need to buy any Madras shorts right now for a photo shoot. (laughs) Nobody needs that to begin with. Oh, boy. All right, let's get in uh, with Carlin, by the way. You hear him noon until 3 Eastern time, which, oh, Fortenbaugh, by the way, who's very well-dressed. Oh, exceptionally well. He's wearing a, he's the three-piece suit guy, though. Yeah, he looks like a blackjack dealer with the mustache. 
mustache. Where are we at with the Fortinball mustache? Smalls? Isn't it? Po- it's it's going away though, right? Well, here's the deal. He grows it out every year before the football season, and then once his survivor pick That's right. loses is in his pool, he shaves it off. Okay. By the and- way, I'd like to know who he's picking this week because I had a friend reach out to me last night and said, "Who's your pick for Survivor this weekend in Week One?" It's a hard Week One for Survivor. He's tortured. He's I gave him Whoever Ravens, is playing Texas. the Arizona Cardinals, I think it's the commander. It is. It is. Go with go. that. Go yeah. with the I commander. I was going to do <laughs> that, but I just I don't know enough as an NFL player about Sam Howell. Yeah, exactly, and that's why he's tortured with it because that the commanders are not a team that you would normally pick. See, that's why I like it. They're not a team you would normally pick later in the year. Of course not. You don't want right. to save them. This right. is one that you could theoretically uh, get them out of the way. I, I am 100% on board with that. The Cardinals are going to suck on purpose. Allow them to do it and cash in on it. <laughs> That's what you do. I still don't trust it in a week one scenario against the commanders. So you think this is, I, I don't know what year it was, probably eight, nine, ten years ago, the the Carolina Panthers going into Minnesota and winning and not winning and again another game the rest of the year knocked everybody yeah, out. Yeah, no recollection of that. that like, in my head, that did not happen. That Does happened. anyone remember what he's talking about? No. No, that was no. probably 10, 12 years ago. I think that happened with really the Jacksonville awful. Jaguars. Too. It was the year, no, you know what the year it happened? It happened when they had the number one pick the year before when they got Cam Newton. That's yeah. when it was. I think it happened so, to the Jacksonville Jaguars, too. They beat the Indianapolis Colts and never won another yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have gone Ravens-Texans. Yeah, that's the other one. Oh, Kenny I mean, has the Ravens as a top five team in the league this year. Third I'd rather hold on to the Ravens. I think I, I got did, a chance. I would, too. Yeah, I would yeah. want to hold them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah one right. of his bold predictions was the commanders making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, and he had Belichick's a- last year because that's going to happen. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Well, how can you be so anti-Belichick as a Rutgers guy? He loves Rutgers. Absolutely. I'm not anti-Belichick. I'm just reading the tea leaves. Your owner can't get rid of him fast enough. He, 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 Mac Jones, if he looks like an average quarterback, he's because he's you know he is still ticked off that Belichick wanted to move on from Brady. And don't allow him did. to do it. Well, he did, and it, and look what he's got since twenty five and twenty five and an embarrassing playoff loss. That's what it is. Listen, you want to face the the truth. That if you want to live in delusion, I've done it my whole life. It's very comfortable. That's fine. <laughs> I can I can get you a tour guide. That's all good. Wait, but in your head, when you're living in delusion, what do you like? When you see yourself or you see your sports teams, what are you thinking? This delusion? first of all, I look in the mirror. Eh, you know what? Not bad. Not bad. We're okay. Yeah. We're okay. What am I like? Two ten here? No. Okay. <laughs> so I go the other way. I'm like, boy, I don't know how they put you on television. That's yeah. how I think. Well, no, that. That was just an understanding on my part, but you're, yeah. you see, but it it that's that to me is the false hustle from Evan. No, that's the it's false not. modesty. That's the look at him. He's got a gorgeous head of hair. He he's got a, an incredible tan. The tan on television, by the way, oh, really? just comes. Oh, it looks phenomenal. Is it popping on wow. off screen? It is absolutely Good. popping. Yeah, no I question. like the idea of us having Carlin on every week for one thing specifically. Michelle has all these fashion connections and these celebrity connections. Mm. No, no, no. No, I think Carlin on fashion every week. Carlin just breaks down people's looks and people's uh, outfits. Listen, I can do that. I like Carlin the hoodie. On fashion. But let's call let's call the hoodie what it is. Little early. You are <laughs> bold. Early. You are a little early. Little yeah, you know. Early. Yeah. When is hoodie season for Carlin? Hoodie season for Carlin starts at sixty three degrees or less. Yes. Oh, so it's not based yes. on time of year. It's based on temperature. It's based on temperature. And, when you're uh, 300 pounds plus, that's how you have to roll. No, but it, I, I yeah. think that's it's more than fair. Michelle, Very specific. Am I wrong, though, about it? hoodies? Like, in summertime, that doesn't work, right? I'm the wrong one to ask because I'm perpetually cold. I could be wearing a hoodie right now. 
Okay, but I'm but talking not. about men's fashion. Um, oh, as you always are. Yes. I also... Fashion week, my busiest time of year. I knew that. So yes. thank you for making the time for us. I do what I can. We appreciate you yeah. for that. So to me, once the calendar turns to September, we're talking fall. Give me the burgundies. A hoodie is acceptable. I'll throw a blazer in the mix. Yes, it's 90 degrees outside, but yeah. we have such a small window for fall fashion, and it's the best season out there. It's, it's an amazing season, especially for fashion. I would agree with that 100%. But... We are still in the throngs of summer until the the temperature tells me otherwise. Are you more of a Prada or Gucci guy? We'll finish with this, Carlin. Uh, listen, I wouldn't go Gucci. I, I am more, uh, you know, I'm a little bit more Michael Kors. Oh, really? I'm a little more Joseph Abood myself, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you are. I'm... Joseph Abood, by the way, big Patriots fan. Uh, okay. Well, there... He Carlin thinks on... Belichick's done. Carlin on fashion. <laughs> Carlin on fashion. Weekdays. <laughs> you can hear Carlin versus Carlin versus fashion. Another bit. Yeah, that's also fair. Carlin versus Joe every weekday, noon until 3 p.m. Eastern time here with Joe Fortenbaugh, of course, on ESPN Radio. Coming up, Roman Harper is going to join us, talk some football with him about the Travis Kelsey injury and, of course, some college football next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Classic music. Gone too soon. Classic. Awesome. Not not what you said. I mean, the music. <laughs> right? Oh my Poor God. timing. What? Poor timing. I'll own it. What? Not what I meant. Thank it is Unsportsmanlike wow. on ESPN like, Radio. Am I hearing what I think I hear? No, you're not, Smalls. <laughs> Speaking, I'm not good at it. Do okay. a radio show. Right. Uh, Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM Channel 80. You can watch wow. us, ESPNU, and all of our great ESPN oh, stations gosh. all across the country. Roman Harper played in the NFL for the Saints and the Panthers. He went to Alabama. He is an SEC Network host, and he joins us now. Roman, let's start with this. A lot of people in Kansas City were upset yesterday about the Travis Kelsey injury. Per sources, you were maybe more upset than Kelsey and the Chiefs. Why did that injury affect you so much? Because uh, he was my keeper in my fantasy league, dog. Oh. I mean, this is like heartbreaking. On a short week, 
I'm short-staffed in my fantasy research group because uh, I didn't find out till yesterday this happened. So um, I'm a little sad. And um, and just being honest, um, kind of like I didn't hear what you guys were laughing at until he was like, well, you know, I, I mean, I didn't really mean I, I, I don't do it well, which to me is like all things just run through your mind after that. So, um, But I appreciate the intro, though. Thank you. I mean, I could list off the things I don't do well. We just don't have enough time in the show for that. Here's what I do well. Chris, over to you. <laughs> Roman, before we get into the college football, because I want to ask you about some of the things going on in Week 2, I got to ask you about your former coach, Sean Payton. You were with the New Orleans Saints. We won the Super Bowl in 2009. You were one of their team leaders, Pro Bowl player. But Sean had some interesting things to say to his quarterback, Russell Wilson, this preseason. He says he needs to stop being worried about Russell Inc. and be more concerned with being a productive quarterback. Your thoughts on the forced marriage between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson and how all that's going to play out in 2023? Uh, that's Sean. Um, he's going to find different ways to motivate you, push you, uh, twist your screws a little bit, and sometimes put you in an uncomfortable position. I think he does that with everybody. Uh, and you heard what it was like before uh, Sean got there. When, when Coach Hackett was the coach, you heard all the things that, you know, Russ having three parking spots, Russ having his own office upstairs. Like, that is how you have a, a Russell Wilson, Inc. And a Russell Wilson, Inc. doesn't – it doesn't win you any ball games. And so Sean's trying to come in there, change the attitude, change the culture. What was this will no longer be so, and this is what it's going to take to win and get to an ultimate, get to a championship type of team and organization, which that's all Sean wants to do. Sean's such a player's coach. You, you don't find many players that have played for Sean that have anything bad or negative to say for Sean because if you're with him long enough, you understand that he really does have your back, that he's really w- willing to do whatever it takes, and he's not just talk. He's going to walk the walk with you. So uh, that's the one thing I've always appreciated about Sean. And I've never gone into a game ever feeling like an underdog because he always let us know exactly the game plan in which we're going to have to try to win this game each week. So I I appreciate him, Sean. Sean's being real. I'm just glad he said it in public as well because what he says in public, he'll say it to your face too. Roman, I want to ask you about another coach, but this one in college football. We're all talking about Deion Sanders in Colorado after their big win over TCU. You're an SEC Network guy. Can you see Deion Sanders, if he continues to have success at Colorado, ending up in the SEC at some point? Uh, of course. I mean, it's the most money. It's the biggest brand. It's uh, to go along with his own brand. Um, I, Of course I could. It's just so – it's difficult for me to say that right now just because Every every school in the SEC seems to have a good marriage with their head coach. And so often in college, it's not just about calling X's and O's. It's about fit. You know, Shane Beamer fits what South Carolina is. They're happy with him. Uh, uh, Sam Pittman at Arkansas, happy. Um, Brian Kelly, disappointing loss. But LSU's still very happy. Let's not get it crazy tripping, you know. We get into arguments as marriages all the time, but we still continue to move on. Um, Nick Saban, I can go down and down the line. The only one that I could consider even thinking about right now would, I guess, be Florida situation with Billy Napier. He just got there, but Deion played at Florida State. I don't think he's taking a job at Florida. I just, I just don't see that happening. So um, it would be very interesting because of the brand deals and, of course, what the SEC means. But right now I think Deion's really just focused on coaching his kids and actually uh, continue to resurrect that Colorado program, which I think it's an amazing opportunity just because you got Deion, who he is, 
going to a program that was what they were, and all you get is one win, and all of a sudden everything's changed. Todd Sportsman, like on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you, joined by Roman Harper, SEC Network, former NFL player, played at Alabama. Roman, who is currently the face of college football? As in player or just overall? Overall, player, coach, representative. When you think of like Mahomes is to the NFL, who is that to college football right now? I mean, it's kind of crazy to say it, but it might be Coach Prime after that week one win. Um, it was just that – it was that uh, – it was that type of earth shattering. It was it was big. It was huge to go on the road at TCU, where not a lot of people gave him a chance to even win the game. Not let alone keep it close and go out there and do that. So I I really thought they put the world on notice. And the, and the difference between coaching college and the NFL is that you get to recruit in college, and that is the secret sauce in what Dion is. Nobody promotes their own selves. He has cameras in every meeting. He has cameras following himself around. Everybody wants to be a part of something great in life. And not often do we get to choose where we get to go to try and fulfill our own dreams. In the NFL, they draft you. In college, you get to choose where your destination will be for the next three to four years. And so when that is allowed to these young players, who doesn't want to be a part of what Coach Prime is trying to build in a beautiful place like Colorado? I mean, it can get a little difficult for us that's not used to being out in cold. But outside of that, Recruiting season is usually not cold, so we're going and seeing it. And um, I, I got to admit, it's got to be Coach Prime right now, just because of everything he already represents and how big of a star he's always been his whole life. And now you drop that in the middle of Boulder, Colorado, in the middle of college sports. We had a bad program, and to see, all right, his Louis bag that he said he was bringing ain't that bad. <laughs> it ain't fake, baby. Roman, I know everyone has all but read the Pac-12 their last rights, but in Week One. The conference was undefeated, and that's the first time that's happened since, I believe, the 1930s. Now, I know that the SEC has had a stranglehold on the college football playoff since its inception, but based on what you've seen in the landscape of college football, could you see one of those teams out of the Pac-12 making a push for the college football playoffs and being not, not on the same level but close to the same level as the juggernauts in the SEC? You know, that, you know, Chris, the, that was my biggest disappointment when all the things happened with the Pac-12 going into it because if you follow college football like, like I do and like others do, you knew the Pac-12 was going to be good this year. This was going to be one of the better Pac-12 seasons overall for a conference, just knowing what Oregon is, Washington bringing back Penix at quarterback. You know you saw what USC was. They just still haven't put together the right amount of defense yet. So, um and then you've seen all the other things start to happen. I, I, I thought and anticipated that the, the Pac-12 was going to be good. Um, and I do see a way or a pathway into one of the Pac-12 teams getting in. Look, Oregon's really good. Uh, Bo Nix has become a, a really good, solid college quarterback and really kind of got away from all that Auburn hype and all the, the wounds that he had from there. USC, we all understand who is. Michael Pennick, I mean, uh, Caleb Williams out there, quarterback, Michael Pennick to Washington. So um, they have some talent. They've always had talent. And people have always loved drafting and talking about Pac-12 quarterbacks. And if you want to see the reason why the Pac-12 was better this year, all you got to you look no further than the quarterback position. They're stacked full of them. And that is usually the separator in close games or big games in big moments. Who has the better quarterback that takes care of the football? Well, Roman will have all the coverage with the SEC Network. Alabama, Texas, of course, coming up this weekend. Game day, something obviously we'll get into as the week progresses. We appreciate the time, Roman. Thanks so much. 
Crazy. I did a whole 10, 12 minutes, and we didn't talk about Alabama and Texas not one time. Yeah, Biggest that's game right. in college football this weekend. Well, it's go, okay. Go, I'm go glad. for it. Go for it. I don't have to talk about it. <laughs> go for it. We're good. Yeah, We're good. Well. I, I Let me just say this. I don't think Texas is that much better than they were last year. Everybody talks about how great their roster is. I watched them play against Rice. I didn't love that they lacked a little bit of explosion. I think they're missing B. John Robinson and their backup running back, who's also drafted. I don't see it many times in college football. You lose a top 10 running back and get better the following year. It's a lot more pressure on Quinn Ewers. It's in Tuscaloosa, not in Texas and Austin. Big difference. And also Alabama answered a big mark at quarterback last week with the performance of Jalen Milrow. Outside of that, if I'm Texas, I'm heating him up early to see if he has the answers to that test. Yep, well said, and I think that Texas arguably could have won that game last year if Quinn Ewers was in there. There's no arguably. They should have won the game. They should have won the game. Yeah, they should have won the game. All right, I I know you got to go. All right, thank you. Roman Harper brought to us by the Home Depot. Samsung is awesome. Let me tell you why this Saturday. Get game time ready with the Samsung Bespoke 4-Door Flex Refrigerator with Family Hub Plus from the Home Depot. Coming up next, players aren't the only ones who deal with injuries during training camp. We'll get to that on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Get money. Get money. Let's go. Get it, CeCe. Oh, now he stops. He just throws me under the bus. He's like trying to bring me in. I'm like, okay, let's go. You know what I was about to do? I was about to say, I got it already. But then he was going to say, that's a not so humble brag based on how we started the show. I didn't want to go there. So that's why I was like, oh, I had it teed up. I just pulled it back. I was just like, no, I could have done it. But then that's just going to give him more ammunition, and I don't want to give him more fodder for the fire. I'm not. I don't want to do it today. I don't you don't want to do, do it, Smallman. This person right here, Evan Cohen, said Outcast was overrated. Yes, today. and I want us to focus on that. <laughs> oh, you think I'm? I don't want to. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to give him any room to breathe when it comes to that. <laughs> that is a hall of shame take, by the way. Put it on the board. Hall of shame. Yeah. So now is my goal to actually top that? Because that means I'm staying in that hall of shame. Yes, but that's such a bad take. Yeah, it's not a place you want to be at. The yeah. Hall of Shame. Yeah. No, 
I'm somewhere at least. <laughs> I, don't know. I guess it goes along with his eight picks in high school. Yeah, county record. Uh, there you go. In one game. There you go. Eight picks sounds fine for a season. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, sound it does. fine for like a first half. Uh, this is a wild story. This comes from Jory Epstein of Yahoo, who tweeted out and wrote a story about Dolphins quarterback coach Daryl Bevel suffered a detached retina during training camp mm. after surgery. He needed to lie face down for 90% of seven straight days. The head coach of the team, Mike McDaniel, showed them a picture of him laying down watching actually his iPad like kind of underneath his bed. So think about like a regular size or a a king-size bed and then thinking about lying across it horizontally and then putting the iPad on the ground to then watch tape to get ready for this season. That is wild. But CeCe, correct me if I'm wrong – this is something that you directly can relate to during the course of your career, correct? Yeah, it happened to me not once but twice. Okay. The first time in 2005, and I had to do positioning for three weeks. Now, what happens is they put a gas bubble in your eye to make sure that the retina lays on the eye wall properly, but you have to have your head down. So not only did I have the bed where I could lay across the bed and do it that way, but I had a special chair that had a mirror at the bottom of it so I could watch TV. It was really weird. It sucked. I had to do it for three weeks. And you have to position for like, I want to say it's like 16 hours a day. So it is absolutely awful. It doesn't sound like it's a bad thing because you're laying down or you're sitting down. Trust me, it is absolutely awful because you are a prisoner wherever you're at where you have to do the positioning. You can't go out. You can't do a whole lot of things because, again, you have to be positioned with your head down. So it absolutely sucks. Can you just... Give us even more of the picture of this. So 16 hours a day you have to do this? 16 hours a day you have to position your head down. Yeah, there's, there, literally there's nothing you can do but watch TV. So That's not, the only thing. Watch TV or read. That is all you can do. That sucks yeah. for three straight weeks. For three yeah. weeks. Yeah. And then when you do get up, I'm sure your legs are like jello because you're yeah, in that position. I, well, well, yeah, exactly. But when I had to get up in 2005, it just so happens that I needed to report to the combine. But because I still had a gas bubble in my eye, I couldn't fly. So get this. I've got to find a route across the country because at the time I was training in Arizona. I've got to find a route from across the country where I can't go above 5,000 feet elevation. So what did you do? So I, it's a three-hour train ride. Oh. Across, I mean, not a three-hour, a three-day train ride. Yeah, I was going to say, what? A three-day train ride. Had to lay over in Saint, San Antonio, stopped there. Then I trained up to St. Louis, got out in St. Louis, rented a car, and drove to Indianapolis. Hell of a trip. To this day, the only player to have ever taken the train to the combine. That is remarkable. Yeah. And did you have to face down during the train ride and everything? No, no, I was done with the position. You were done with that. Oh, I was okay. done with it by then. Okay, but so still, this the is gas gonna, bubble was in my eye. Yeah. This is going to sound extreme. Non-life and death. Was that the most painful experience of your life? No. It was not? No. no. That scares me to ask no. the follow-up then no. as to the what fo- was. Well, the, fo- the follow-up was my senior year in college – I had a knee injury that was grotesque. They called it the unholy trinity. When I looked down, my foot and my kneecap were facing opposite directions. Uh -uh. I tore three of the four ligaments, my LCL, ACL, PCL. Uh -uh. And to this day, I always claim that my left knee is some of Dr. Jimmy Andrews' best work. Because that knee allowed me to play 11 years in the National Football League. So yeah. when did that's that remarkable. happen, and when were you fully recovered? Or you're still not fully recovered? So that's the thing. The, <laughs> the knee injury happened four months before the retinal detachment happened. <laughs> so you're going through it. I'm going through it. You're it's going still, through it still got drafted. Could you believe that? Still got drafted. 
Yeah, it was crazy. Would you have been drafted higher if not for all of this, you think? Uh, I mean, I, I went in the fourth round and I had a bum knee and a bum eye. So, yeah, I think <laughs> I would have been drafted higher. Yeah. Humble brag. Is that a humble brag, Javante? Is that a humble brag? No, that wasn't a humble brag. Okay, all right. Thank you. All right. I just got to check in with you. No, I that, had I mean, a bum that knee is, and a bum yeah. eye and I got drafted. Yeah. It's a little bit yeah. of a humble brag. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Okay, I have like a thousand follow-ups here. Was it better looking back on it to have it at the same time? Just like, let me just get all of this hell out of the way? No, because I still had more injuries to come. I had 24 surgeries. Well, actually, probably more than that, but I just stopped counting at that point. I've had over two dozen surgeries. Okay, I have a follow-up. Walk me through what a gas bubble in your eye feels like. Is it just pressure? It feels like nothing. Oh, it's just there. It's just there. It doesn't feel like anything. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't feel like anything. No, but it sucks because you can't do anything. They treat you like a veal. You have to sit there or you have to lay down. That's all you do. So How did you eat? Mobility. You eat. Upside down in essence? Well, I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> 16 of the 24 hours. So there are eight hours where I can kind of move around a little bit, but you can't really go anywhere. You can't really do anything. And what you So like those eight hours, were you strategizing how I'm going to use those eight hours? Is it for a meal? Is it to hang out with friends? Like how did you no, use those you eight hours? No, you can't do any of that. Well, first of all, you're you're recovering. You have an eye injury when, they're, when you're doing the eye surgery. Like it's not like you want a whole lot of people around because your whole face is swole. So you're not your best self. So, yeah, I, no, it's just one of those. You're in the house. You're positioning as much as you can because you don't want to have to go through that whole process again. I'm I'm in awe. Yeah. Awe. And look at Darrell Bevel. He's finding a way to multitask by being able to watch clips of Tua from practice in preseason. Congratulations I, to him. That is ridiculous. Maybe next time he's in a Super Bowl with his team, he doesn't dial up a pass play that leads to an oh, interception. Whoa. When he's at the one yard line, he just hands it off to the running back. The guy's going through. Do you enough. think that would happen? I think that's an. Curious. I always thought that was an execution issue, not a play call. Because what if it worked? Well, what if it worked? But I have Marshawn Lynch. The play before Marshawn but Lynch got work. him down to the one yard line. <laughs> it did. Why work. would you do anything else? Why would you do anything else? That's a now, shame. I know you don't care because you're a Patriots shame. fan. It's, that's a it's, shame. It's one of your six rings. That's a shame. That's a shame. Uh, the Manning cast has decided, we think, maybe, to add a third co-host. Sounds familiar. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Michelle Smallman. I'm a sneaky believer. Chris Canty. I don't know what the qualifications are to be a soup guy. Evan Cohen. What do you like more, Super Justin Bieber? At 
Sean Sportslike on Twitter. What do you like more, Soup or Justin Bieber? Coming from the mind of Pat Costello, producer. 87.9% Soup. 12.1% Biebs. Wow. Now, I think they're voting on Justin Bieber, the person, not the catalog. Whatever they're voting on, Smalls, it's not in yeah, favor Bieber's of Bieber. Yeah, on the losing side of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. Soup has a deeper catalog than Bieber. I don't know about that. You said your number two overall soup was broccoli cheddar, yeah, which great is soup. just fondue. It's great. It's not really a soup. It's delicious. Melted cheese. Broccoli cheddar is just fondue. So it's just fondue with well, think about it. it's broccoli just, it's just in it. It's just melted cheese, yeah, with broccoli in it instead of on a stick. Yeah, I would like to have that without the broccoli, though. That'd be... <laughs> Nice and healthy. That's fine, too. Nice and healthy. So uh, yesterday, the Mannings put it out there that they're in search of a new co-host. We have done, and if you missed any of it, you can go back on the ESPN app later in the show, listen to the podcast, um, the wrong answers only on who the third co-host could be. Except Chris Canty, who is one smart man, a Virginia grad, gave a wrong answers only that was actually so good for the right answer, and he gave Larry David. The concept of Larry David... Hosting with Peyton and Eli Manning would be so unbelievable that I wonder if any of the great ESPN execs listening to our show this morning actually sat back and said, you know, Canty's on to something. There's a point there. Before we do whatever we're going to do, do we make the one call to Larry David? Because I think you're on to something. No, Larry David's a huge sports fan. Like He goes on 98.7 in New York all the time with the Michael K show. Larry David is about it. Huge Jets fan. Like He would be down to go on the Manning cast. That's something that should happen. That'd be awesome. It's got to happen. we got to make it happen. But as a third co-host, it's different than a guest. Yes, but, I mean, think about the comedic relief that he's going to provide. I mean, Peyton and Eli are funny as hell. Yeah, they're But let's be honest with this. Larry David is a different level. Like, Larry David is a different level. But would it be too funny? Would it be too disruptive? if they're Because their energies are different, you know? Mm-hmm. Peyton, and Man, Peyton and Eli are up, and Larry David's kind of laid back dry. He's going to shoot the, the one-liners at you. Yeah, exactly. Does it disrupt the, the Manning cast too much? No, I don't think it'll disrupt the Manning cast. I mean, water finds its level. It's Larry David. He's <laughs> one of the best comedians of all time. Like, he can figure mm-hmm. out a way to make it work with Peyton and Eli. I don't think anybody's going to be paying attention to the game as funny as it's going to be. Right. But I guess that's the point, right? You guys more into the Thursday night game, Kansas City-Detroit, or the Monday night game with the with the Bills and the Jets? Oh, right? Bills-Jets. Bills-Jets. Yeah. Bills-Jets. That's spicy. It's on 9-11. You know what that means in that, that community, in that town? Yeah, that's going to be really, really spicy. Really spicy. It's interesting because the Lions-Chiefs, when they announced it as the kickoff game— got some, like, really? That's what, that's the kickoff game? The Bills-Jets with Rodgers— is I mean that is a phenomenal Monday night football game to start us off. And I would also argue, I know CC disagrees with half of this, but I would also argue that both teams are championship or bust this year. That doesn't mean they're gonna blow up everything, but I would argue that Buffalo and the Jets both are in this this year to legitimately think if they don't win a championship, it's not a great season. Not every team is like that. Every team wants to. That doesn't mean every team's going to. I think those two teams have legit championship or bust aspirations. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I mean, here it's with the Jets, it's for obvious reasons, right? There's a two-year window with Aaron Rodgers. But with the current core around Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, they ain't got much longer together. I mean, how much longer can you re- rely on Von Miller and Matt Milano and and Trey White and all of those guys? Like Micah Hyde, Jordan Poit. Like the, the core of that team is starting to age. Mm-hmm. How many years does Stephon Diggs have left of being a dominant number one wide receiver? You have to start to think – if Josh Allen doesn't take advantage of it now, it might be a year or two 
before they get back to having an opportunity to be eye to eye with the upper echelon teams in the AFC. So I'm with you on that one. That that both teams have some urgency to get it done. But if we're asking the question of which one do we have the most confidence in that can finish the drill this year, I would go with the New York Jets, as crazy as it sounds. Because of the defense? Because of the defense. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Although I feel like the urgency is higher in Buffalo than it is in New York because of what you said, CeCe. They have a two-year window with Aaron Rodgers. So I feel as if if they don't get it done this year, if they make the playoffs, while it'll be a disappointment because so many people are saying Super Bowl or bust and the expectations are through the roof, I think they'll realize that – the arrow is pointing up, and then the following season in 2024, that's when it's truly Super Bowl or bust. The Buffalo Bills, I know as long as Josh Allen is the quarterback, you want to say that the Super Bowl window is at least a slight, slightly open, but I just wonder if they don't get it done again this year, what's the state of the team heading into 2024? I think they, they don't rebuild, obviously. They don't necessarily blow it up, but they revamp, which could come in the form of a head coach. I think the Jets, it's interesting. Wow, it, head coach. Sean McDermott, yeah. If they don't, wow. if they don't get at least to the AFC Championship game this year, oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. And I know they extended him, and I know he's a really good coach, and he's one of these guys that if you fight, like it was like Tony Dungy with the with the Bucks. The moment he gets fired, you know another team's going to pick him up in two seconds based on the resume he had. How could they not? Same thing with McDermott. If he were to get fired after the season because the Bills have you know they don't reach the expectations. Another team will pick him up in two seconds. He's earned that right. I think the Jets are interesting relative to, I think, the comp for the Jets, in my mind. I think we all go to the place of, oh, yeah, of course they can do it because the Bucks did. I think we've just all made up in our head that it's the same situation, whether we're conscious of it or not. The Bucks had a great defense. Yep. Brady goes there. Obviously, as the finishing touches, they do it. They win a Super Bowl. I kind of feel like that's what we've said with the with the Jets. Like, okay, so what are they missing? They're missing an elite quarterback. Now, because the elite quarterback, we're paying more attention to them. Oh, yeah, they've got a great defense. Maybe they can do this. The difference is, and CC has brought this up over the last couple of days, Bruce Arians has been there and done that. Robert Sala is not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the concept of where are we going to focus with the Jets, I think there is, and CC has brought this up, there is a reasonable take and concern about the head coach. Doesn't mean he's going to be bad. It just means we don't know how he's going to act with a big-time quarterback. Yeah, but I think what works for Rob Sala is that his quarterback, the guy that has actually won a championship, has been there all offseason long. He's been at the OTAs. He's been at the mini camps. He's been at training camp. He's been invested in getting to know his teammates. He's been out in the community hanging out with the guys. Like He has ingratiated himself within that franchise with all of the key players, and I think that creates a trust where Aaron Rodgers can lay out the blueprint on how to get it done, and those guys can actually buy into it. And the one thing that Rob Sala has done, which I will give him credit for throughout all the training camp, and it's well-documented on Hard Knocks, is that he is always pointing out when Aaron Rodgers is doing something special on the football field. Mm -hmm. When he's making a special throw, when he's avoiding the rush and getting out of the pocket and making magic happen, he says, guys, that's our quarterback. Guys, we got a chance with this dude, number eight. He's going to give us a chance in every single game. And that level of belief changes how you look at yourself and how you look at your team. Take it from me, when I left the Dallas Cowboys, the years with Drew Bledsoe and Tony Romo, guys that think they can win a championship versus going to New York in 2009 and having a quarterback in Eli Manning that I saw win a championship in 2007. It makes a difference in terms of what you think you can get done, the urgency, the attention to detail in your preparation, and I think Aaron Rodgers being there all offseason long to show those guys how good he is, 
is going to bode well for them when it comes to making that push for the playoffs in December. Uh, he had a phenomenal offseason. Yeah. Phenomenal. Like way better, way better than anybody could have imagined, but he hasn't played a game. Right? Has not played a game. And in New York, I will always go back to Randy Johnson's a Hall of Fame pitcher. He walks down the street and he pushes a camera guy out of the way and that was it. And Randy Johnson, everybody says he's a great guy. But that cameraman moment is all anyone thinks about. In New York, it could, twi- it could switch that quickly. All right, guys. Awesome. Greeny coming up next here on ESPN Radio at 10 a.m. Eastern time. We are back with you tomorrow. Of course, day one of the NFL season. It is finally here. As CC and Michelle have said, it is Christmas. We are on to Thursday on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.